Hello and welcome to the Greenhouse on Blaze Radio. I'm Pratham Dalal. And I'm Anna Snow. And stay tuned for all things planet Earth. Coming up a little bit later in the show, we're going to have a fun little story on songbirds and the way they're adapting to heat. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then first, we're going to talk about uh, these, pro- we like to talk about this a lot, goals of sustainability mm-hmm. um, and how different world powers are adapting to trying to get to carbon neutral goals by, you know, 2050. That's the bigger everyone talks about. But that before, feels like it's really far away, though. We'll talk about that it later. It feels far, but I, I also had a realization today that, you know, 2024 is almost here, and um, that marks eight years since 2016. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, We're crazy? getting old, guys. Hey, no, 2016 was such a year. But first, really quickly, we want to touch on the big story. We didn't think this was enough for a show, but we think it's actually Worth quite noting. a shocking improvement. Um, so you've heard of the McFlurry at McDonald's. Of they are getting, and there's that controversy with the spoon. That and everyone thinks is a straw, but it's actually not a straw. It's just like the hookup for the ice cream machine. To it, stir it. It attaches to the thing to stir it. Exactly. Well, McDonald's is getting rid of it mm-hmm. because Finally. that spoon was made of plastic. Yes. And if you remember how wide that spoon was and yeah. how, I guess, lengthy it the was. The way shaped. So I think there's still, I, what I would assume, I, I'm not McDonald's, I don't know, is that they will still be plastic, but they will be using less plastic. By making them smaller. Because they will be smaller. They won't be the big, chunky, looks like a straw type thing. I assume it'll just be like a standard plastic spoon now. Plastic spoon or even for for consumption of plastic spoon mm-hmm. and then once actually mixing with these ice cream machines. Yeah. It might be like reusable in the same way like Baskin Robbins. They use the same scoop and then as soon as they're done they just put it in water. Yeah. Um so that you're not using the same one over and over again. Mm-hmm. But you have like maybe five of them instead of having a single yeah. use one. That makes sense and I think that's better. So and maybe the ice cream machines won't be broken all the time. That's a big problem too. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, um, this is kind of a big change because it changes the way you make it. Yeah. And I can't imagine how much money that's going to cost. Cause McDonald's makes so much money, though. That's true. But I've, I've seen all these things about franchising. Mm-hmm. And it, it's saying, like, you know, it costs so much to implement. Yeah. W- like, store-wide. I guess when you think about how many McDonald's there are, even just in ton. America, but there's they're all over the world. It's an international thing. Yep. Um, so we just thought it was an interesting, you yes. know, thing. Uh, Corporationing the right step. I'm not sure how much this will actually save. No, but I'm not sure. At least they probably made something. it in the name of plastic. Yeah. Which maybe it's trying to get some public goodwill. I Probably. Speaking of public goodwill, uh, we want to talk about goals of sustainability broadly as well as overseas. So yes. we've all heard these promises that are made um, will be not emitting as much pollution several mm-hmm. years down the line. Here's just some of the examples. Um, the United States has a goal to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2050. So nice, nice. at least not putting up more carbon than they're saving in the air. But if mm-hmm. you tuned into our show a couple of weeks ago, yes, you can always you know mess There's the ways numbers around a little bit. There's ways around that. Real real greenhouse fans know. <laughs> Arizona has a goal to reduce carbon emissions. 80 or 90 percent wow compared to 2012 levels by 2050 it's a very uh convoluted i would be interested to know why they chose 2012 like why that's the year yeah because it it you would think you would want it like prior Mm -hmm. um it is good that they're specifying you know Mm -hmm. because a percentage is always a relative relative thing but i think that always gets forgotten yes so that's something and then the state also ha- hopes to reach carbon neutrality, 
which is basically net zero emissions, by 2060, which is weird, because I've never heard of 2060 plus. Yeah, I also think it's weird that the whole of the United States wants to be carbon neutral by 2050. That includes Arizona. Yeah. So, like, they have their own plan, I guess, in case the bigger one doesn't work. So, they're like, well... There's if, a backup plan. If there's... if. If for some reason, you know, the whole United States isn't at that level by 2050, which I have my doubts about, certainly. Um, I guess, you know, they're like, well, we'll do it by 2060, just ourselves, just our state. Yeah. Which is 10 years being like, who knows what the state of the world is going to be 10 years from 2050? I know. I mean, we don't even know what's going to be. It's, it's, it's weird. What's it even going to be in 2024? We don't even know that. Who knows? And those are just some of those promises. Some mm-hmm. states, like California, have somewhat actionable goals a little more specific mm-hmm. in terms of they'll make a goal but they don't they won't say how it's yeah. going to get done i also think it's interesting you know i don't know how every other country in the world works with their leaders and stuff uh but with the united states you know we have a presidential election every four years and the most that it can do is eight years obviously yeah. so it's like how do these really big goals of like 2050 like that's several presidencies away like how how can everyone get on the same page congress is and and senate and stuff is going to have a lot of new members by that time like if people are going to agree to it and continue or if or if a future you know president or politician is going to try to backtrack it and, and try to change their mind or something like that exactly and i think as we're about to discuss here um we're going to see that an example in britain okay but Bringing it back to the United States really quick, mm-hmm. um, California has a plan to ban the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. Interesting. It's a big step. I think this has been on the rec- on the books for a year, maybe a little okay. more. So people are giving getting a heads up okay. that this is happening. Uh, but California's not the only one. I don't think that will stop someone from driving to, say, Arizona or Nevada or something. And buying a car. And buying a car. That's true, but you would have to go all in for that Mm -hmm. and i also wonder how like i don't know how car registration works but if you have a license in california don't you have to get approved by the california department of motor vehicles i don't know my dad has bought cars in other states plenty of times though this worked he's bought cars in arkansas and he's bought cars in i want to say wisconsin um and he just drives them back to florida if he can get a better (laughs) deal up there i guess i I don't really know but I, i know that buying cars in other states is a thing i also um you know we talked about you know, several episodes ago, like last season or maybe even potentially the season prior, I don't remember exactly, we talked about um, electric cars and how on the surface they seem fantastic, but those batteries are made of lithium, and lithium is a finite resource. Um, and there, we also haven't had electric cars long enough to know the long-term effects. Like, are we... They take... I mean, just as much pollution to create as a regular car. Exactly. How long they last. We don't know how long they last. And you're making a lot of, um, like, how those batteries will do once they're thrown away. Will they, you know, break down? I assume not. You know, would they... They're going to be here for hundreds of years in the future, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to learn how to make a better battery. But you're right. Mm -hmm. We know that gas is bad. Mm Mm-hmm. But we don't have a definite answer on electric. That's exactly. Which exactly. is hard. So people may think it's a good idea, and mm-hmm. it may be for some level. Yes. Um, Certainly while you are driving the car, while that car is running and in use, it is better. But the production to make them and is not necessarily any better. Yeah. And then the after effects, we just don't know yet because they're such a new invention. Exactly. And in the, in the public atmosphere public Mm -hmm. opinion right now electric cars are in good graces yes and i think we can say that right now is a premium thing Mm -hmm. so it's working really well when not a lot of people have it yes when more people get it which you would get through innovation 
does it start to become a problem because there's yes. not enough you know chargers or whatever or it's the price of a battery is too much where it doesn't even make sense mm-hmm. to get it um we've, we've had about, such a limited sample size and we've talked about e-waste with like you know chargers and cell phones and devices and i think the batteries and the chargers for these cars are e-waste but almost on a bigger level because they're much more intense like you oh, know yeah. your iphone charger is certainly not the same as a tesla charger you know they're they're you know more i don't know what the right word is yeah well, they're just more break. yeah they're just more um well, Britain's going to have to start asking some of these questions for themselves. Okay. Because they had one-upped California, mm. having the goal to sell cars without gasoline or diesel fuel powering mm-hmm. by 2030. Oh. However, last week, they announced that they will be pushing that goal back five years. Interesting. To 2035. Okay, so now they're on the same with California. They're now on the same with California. I also want to know, like, there are so many cars, millions of cars that are already gas, like, that are already here. Yeah. And so I want to know how that affects... How do you phase it out? How do you phase it out? Because you think about, like, when they say they're banning the selling of these cars, is that dealerships not selling new cars? Or is that... I am buying myself a new car. Let me sell my old car, mm-hmm. you know, you know, secondhand. Is that going to be... I would be, be interested to know if that's illegal now because you are technically selling a gas car, but it's a car that already exists. It's not... Yeah, that value would tank mm-hmm. significantly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And obviously, you know... And again, I've, I've been to the UK once. I was in high school. Um, but, you know, speaking from my experience of living in the United States, you know, the we have gas stations everywhere. Yeah. Like... You know, how are you going to, what is going to happen to gas stations too? Like, are they going to be all become like charger stations or are they just going to be like convenience stores now? Because I mean, gas yeah. stations are so much Car more than gas baby. stations, you know, <laughs> like obviously they sell gas, yeah. but like, you know, they're snacks and sodas and, you know, things for your, for your road trip, things, your convenience stores. Exactly. And maybe the way it will work, at least from a government perspective, maybe they haven't answered these questions thoroughly mm-hmm. from a government perspective. They're trying this a little bit in London. So not okay. the entire UK, but okay. the mayor of London instituted something called a gas tax Mm, um taxing cars that pollute okay um in london there's this place in the london suburbs there's this place called the ultra low emission zone and it charges gas and diesel drivers 16 bucks a day to operate their car if it's gas or diesel powered now we want to clarify that it's not for all cars it's actually a a big qualifier is only for cars that are 17 years or older that okay. burn gas and six years or older that burn diesel. Okay. So the worst of it. Mm-hmm. But chances are you could see that, you know, yes. happen more. Because mm-hmm. um, I actually didn't know about this until I researched yes. that. This low emission zone. I'm, I'm thinking right now. I'm trying to do some quick math in my head. I'm not very good at math. <laughs> my car is a 2008. Yes. And right Would now it it's be, 2023. Right now it's 2023. So if we subtract... Math. We are 15 years old. So 15. in two years, I would, be, I would be having to pay. According to this. According to this. If I lived there, which I do not live there, and I don't plan to. <laughs> um, so it's... it's th- They're trying stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people... This pushing back is something I, we haven't seen a lot of yet mm-hmm. because these goals have been so far away. Yes. But as we're getting closer, like getting that 10-year mark maybe where you evaluate, are you realistically going to get there? Is this something that we could start to see more and more? Um, a lot of parties are upset by this mm-hmm. because, you know, not selling something in the near future is, you know, something drastic. Ford, you know, big mm-hmm. car company, 
um, had invested more than half a billion dollars to increase their level of electric car production. Okay. But because they found out that they don't need it mm. as much sooner, they are they're upset. They haven't pulled back any okay. donations yet. But they're just they're disappointed, and they might start thinking that hmm, is every promise now a bluff, and it's that's, eventually going to get pushed back? That's another thing. You know, I think about they they have these lofty plans that you know are five years away, ten years away, twenty, thirty, you know you know, however many years, and they feel so far away, and it's like, who is checking up when that year happens, you know, like, who, you know, making sure, or not even when that year happens, but, like, I think a lot of politicians from all countries, not just from here, say a lot of things, there's a lot of talk to get elected, there's a lot of things to keep yourself, you know, have a positive view in the public eye and stuff like that, um, and I, I mean, I know that there's some stuff that gets followed up on, and some stuff works out, but... Yeah. A lot of it doesn't. I know. Well, I think a lot of people have the years memorized. 2035, yeah. 2040, and 2050 seem to be the big years. Mm-hmm. But you're right. How do you keep track yeah. of all of these? Because sometimes people are so excited by an announcement. They're like, oh, can you believe that this politician said 2050, but it never actually made it on paper anywhere? Mm-hmm. Because people were just so excited, and then people forgot because something else happened yeah, in the world. Yeah, and that's another thing. There's a lot of talk that just is simply talk. There's no... There's no, excuse me, there's no law or bill or ordinance or whatever other documents and stuff they have. There's no actual, like, concrete, this is the plan. It's just yeah. like a, we're going to do this by 2025. And the crowd's like, yay. And this happens in, like, our Congress a lot, mm-hmm. where maybe one party or even one bipartisan but tiny faction mm-hmm. says that we're going to do this. And then you think that it'll get passed, but it doesn't, like... If you, you remember a bill and it gets voted down, yeah. Our season one or season two, we talked about daylight savings time. Yes. Oh my god. Not, I... We forgot about that. Like, yes. and I think the world forgot about that. Like, yes, what even America happened had... to that? They literally said they were going to stop doing daylight savings like two years ago, like or a year and a but half. But I think it was supposed to stop this past March. Well, it's happening next week. So. Yep, I know. That's what I mean. Like. <laughs> so I mean, it, it just, and there was just so much momentum on it because a lot of people thought. Daylight savings time was crazy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people got on board with it from both sides. Everyone so it wasn't I even a controversial thing. was so for it, so for getting rid of it. I think it's interesting when you live in this state here, Arizona, because we don't do daylight savings. Yeah. But the reason I've heard other states have passed laws that they did not want to do daylight savings anymore, and the states passed it, but because federally they have to, they're like blocked. But the reason Arizona and Hawaii as well, don't do it, is because they never did it. They never opted in. They never agreed to. Mm-hmm. But now I have heard of other states voting to not do it, and then, oh, sorry, you, <laughs> we didn't tell you at the time, but you can't back out now. Yeah. But so it's just one example of things, you know, being crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Back to Britain really quick. Yes. Um, sorry. No, it's a great conversation, because this is this is not a Britain-only thing, and usually no, it's not. we're talking about the U.S. in a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing that this dysfunction... Happens yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I want to read you an art- a statement from an NBC News article. Okay. Which I think would, if I didn't say in Britain, you might have thought it's in the U.S. Okay. Or in other places, too. It says, in a statement, is it's talking about the announcement that was made last week. Yes. In a statement designed to, uh, at, at least in part, to woo voters ahead of an election next year, mm-hmm. Sunak rejected environmental proposals, including new aviation taxes, oh. measures to encourage carpooling, and taxes on meat none of which has actually been introduced, which is something that we've been talking about, you know, at a a pulpit type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, you know, never made it. So, like, who's going to hold them accountable is the thing. Yep. 
we do want to sub now the UK is not all bad with you know some yeah. of these things that they've made um UK emission levels have fallen off nearly 50% oh, wow. compared to 1990. So yeah. they're being credited with getting rid of coal from their electricity generation system. Nice. So we're expressing our displeasure over how they mm-hmm. have pushed back these goals. Yes. But they've also proven that they can do stuff. But mm-hmm. even this drastic change is making a very tiny dent. Yeah. And when you think about, you know, that's one country, the UK, I mean, there's a lot of people there, but it's not a huge country, you know, it's not as big as the US, it's not as big as, say, China, and I'm talking about population, I'm not talking about, like, land, although it is certainly a lot smaller than both of those countries, you know, it's a lot smaller than, like, say, India, like, there are, the UK, what they're doing is great, but the reason it's such a small dent is there's not that many people, you yeah. know, there already, yes. compared to some other countries, I, I know that the UK is not a tiny nothing country i'm not trying to say that but yeah. it um but it's good to see progress certainly. yes for sure uh now the prime minister said mm-hmm. that when he made this announcement that he wants a more quote a more pragmatic proportionate okay. and realistic approach okay. so you may be asking what this type of approach is mm-hmm. well he wants to build more wind farms and focus on renewable okay. energy which are two thumbs up yep. from us um but he also said something interesting that mm-hmm. i think can go a ways to express what people in the world are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want to move too fast on these environmental goals in the thinking that they could lose popularity among British citizens. Okay. Because I think we can agree that all these environmental changes are going to take a toll on For lifestyle. Sure. For sure. And the thought, I think, from environmental leaders could be that we can't change people's lives too much. Yeah. Because otherwise, they yes. will start pushing back on us, yes. and then they'll start approaching a little bit more of a narrow-minded mindset, which is, you know what, we're probably going to die in about between 30 and 60 years anyway. Yeah. Like, the people on the earth right now, mm-hmm. why should we do something? We like our lives, yes. you know? So, it's a balance that I've never thought about before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, I think it can expre- express a lot of people's vision right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing that okay. we actually t- talked about, mm-hmm. um, this promise, all these promises, the 2030 diesel cars, yeah. was made by the predecessor okay. of the guy currently oh, in office. Oh, interesting. His okay. name is Boris Johnson. You may have uh, I, yes, remember yes, the I name. Um, so it's, I think a lot of people agree something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I think it's a level of radicalism, if yeah. that's a word I can use, to express how quickly you want to find mm-hmm. a solution for sure for sure um but that's what's happening in britain right now but it could it yeah. could very easily have been happened in the u.s oh, totally. and we just wanted to give an international perspective yes to something we don't we're see cultured. often uh now something we don't do often in the greenhouse is mm-hmm. we're not gonna be taking a commercial break today oh, yes because we talked so much we talked for 19 minutes about this okay so we're gonna um, talk about hummingbirds uh, not hummingbirds, songbirds. Songbirds, apologies. Um, so it's okay. I've been, I, I think the mind. birds will forgive you. <laughs> um, so I'm sure most people... Songbird is not like one um, species. It's there's like several a, of them. There's a, there's a lot of different types of songbirds. Um, but they have been kind of struggling with their nesting in the recent heat waves and stuff like that. 
Um, so there was a study done, a story published just last week. Um, actually, the article that I was, I was reading about it was published on my birthday. Oh, nice. Um, and happy belated birthday to you. Thank Anna. you very much. Um, so the study noted that this is not a super recent phenomenon. Um, we've seen these effects since 1998, and it has been studied in over 150,000 nesting attempts. So, so that's like 150,000 individual birds. Is the fact that they've been uh, mm-hmm. getting, been dealing with a lot of heat. Yes. Um, um, Which is odd because I don't associate the 1990s with no, but, too much warming. No, but it was warmer than, say, you know, times before. You know, yeah. this isn't... I, I don't know if people were talking about it nearly as heavily at the time, but it was certainly happening. Um, NBC News reports that the bird population, so not just songbirds, but birds as a whole, in the United States have dropped by 3 billion since the 1970s. Which is... That's a big number. So there's a lot of things besides just heat. There's pesticides, pollution, habitat loss, climate change, of course. Um, lots of things, but... Causing these drops. Yeah. It's, it's shocking. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't think... Like, I, I feel like I haven't seen that much of a... Mm-hmm. effect on the ecosystem or yeah. anything like that um you occasionally hear about the bird flu mm-hmm. yes but yeah um so uh what is like what is this heat you know why is it hurting and what is it doing um so these warmer than average temperatures um they affect the nesting seasons and the reproductive success of these birds over there's over 100 or not 100 sorry over 50 species of birds that this has been like really documented in um, so in the nest, young birds are unable to regulate their body temperatures. Um, so we're talking about like hatchlings, you know, babies. And so that makes them way more vulnerable to extreme temperatures of both directions. But what we're seeing right now is heat. Um, so those little nestlings, they're completely dependent on their parents to bring them food. And the f- it's the task of getting the food and bringing it back is also made more difficult by the heat. So... You know, kind of what this is, is like most of the, if the bird makes it to adulthood, they're probably fine. But what we're really seeing happening is that the nestlings, the babies are not surviving to adulthood because of this heat. Um, and so one solution is the songbirds have been nesting in shade. Um, but that can be really difficult for birds that are in um, agricultural spaces as opposed to more forest or wooded areas. Um, so the probability of uh, the same species of birds, uh, but in an agriculture area um, versus a forest, a wooded area, it drops 46% wow. when they're in those agricultural or more open spaces. Which is uh, tough, you know, because we talk about deforestation yes. too. Like, shade is clearly proven to help mm-hmm. these um, songbirds. Yes. And the more shade that, you know, more natural shade that gets taken away, um, especially in, like, cooler areas too Mm -hmm. they need shade in cooler areas yes yes they do um so there is some hope so one example of a songbird um is the southwestern willow flycatcher um and science scientists have studied obviously lots of songbirds um but that's one that they did a lot and so they have genes that allow them to handle the heat stress better so that is a species that has been able to adapt not every species can and you know I think when you're you know young and you're in high school or college or whatever you learn about evolution and you learn about how species develop and how and stuff like that and so I think what we're starting to see now is almost some of that happening in real time the ones that have genes that you know let them handle heat stress better are surviving to adulthood and you know um, reproducing much more yeah exactly 
there are all there's also different things animals can do to adapt. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about moving geographically. Yes. Um, also, you know, survival of the fittest. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, scientists have also found that there are some species of birds that are nesting earlier in the year so they can nest in the cooler months. Um, and also that a lot of the birds that are reaching maturity and getting to adulthood have been smaller. Oh, that's an interesting one. I've heard a lot about, like, migrating early in, mm-hmm. like, various species. Yep. But physically changing to get smaller yes. is something so interesting. So it's not... I, I don't necessarily think that that's an adaptive thing. It, it could be. I'm not 100% sure. But I wonder if, because, you know, we mentioned earlier that it's harder for the parents to find food and bring back to their babies. Um, if that's why they're, they're smaller, they're getting less to eat. That could be something too. I, it doesn't. There hasn't been a definite reason for why they're smaller, um, but that same study also emphasized that um, the most vulnerable birds, like I said, live in those agricultural areas. Um, and so, one uh, solution for some of that is to put sections of like little wooded areas for the birds in these highly agricultural areas, so that they have somewhere to go that is shaded. They're not forced to you know be out in the sun. Exactly. Um, Protecting bird um, populations can be as simple yeah. as introducing forest patches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they that's call. What I was just saying, yeah. Um, um, it's uh, you know I was reading some of these studies and these ecologists and stuff. They say that bird populations can actually be a big reflection of a lot of other stuff happening in the environment and a, a you know a good indicator of what's going on. Yeah. Um, as, uh, and it's interesting because, you know, we talk about, like, keystone species. Yes. Before, we've talked a lot about the, especially in the ocean. Yes. Um, birds, I, I, is it just so, they're so important because, you know, they get to travel so, so they, much because um, they fly? You think about, I think a lot of people think about bees and other bugs as pollinators. Birds are also, you know, very heavy pollinators. Um, there's a lot of, they eat bugs and, and insects, most, most species of birds. So it, it helps control those populations so that, you know, they're not all over the place. There's, you know, they just, you know, like any other animal, they have a place in, in the food web and in the environment. And when you see them declining, it causes problems elsewhere. Um, so, I mean, just, I think most animals you would, you would notice something, but birds are definitely very important. Yeah. Well, th- this was certainly one of our shorter stories, but we felt we had yes. to like discuss how important um, and documented this yes, phenomenon for sure. was. Um, but I guess thank you for listening to the greenhouse. Unless you have anything else you'd like to add. No, that's not that we are it at is our twenty seven. We're we gotta get out of here. Time. Another show's coming on. Uh, I'm Pratha Ball. I'm Anna Snow. Thank you so much, and tune in next week for all things planet Earth. Have a nice night. Bye. <laughs>